0: The only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense. Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sempia, right here on SAFM. It is nine minutes after five o'clock. You're still listening to Beyond the Headline with me, Aldrin Simpier. We're live from the Senton Convention Center where um, the 15th BRICS Summit is um, underway. And currently on the podium, we have Sim Shabalala, the CEO of Standard Bank Group. Earlier on, we heard from the Minister of Trade, Industry and Competition, Ibrahim Patel, um, who is also playing the role of being a program director before we hear from the um, heads of state from the BRICS member state countries who will officially open the summit. Joining me now, though, is um, SABC International News Editor, Sophie Mugwena, to discuss the importance of this event that is taking place um, this week. And all eyes is, all eyes are on South Africa. It I is a global story.
1: All eyes are on Africa.
0: All it eyes on is Africa.
1: an okay. African story. We are hosting as Africa different leaders from the south and also, um, of course, uh, the leaders from the continent at the tip of Africa, South Africa. Yep. That's how we should characterize it. We should
0: characterize it as Africa. Yes. Okay, so all eyes, according to uh, Sophie Mukwena, is that all eyes are on Africa as South Africa hosts um, the BRICS summit. What does this moment s- signify?
1: I think it speaks to how the world is changing. You know that when BRIC was launched, the four countries, Mm -hmm. it was an idea and a statement from an economist. And it took root along the lines of development. Mm -hmm. And then South Africa did join BRIC's And the history of South Africa joining BRICS doesn't start with South Africa joining BRICS. It was an intense lobbying. Fortunately, South Africa was already part of the IPSA, if you recall it. That is India, Brazil, and South Africa building the South-South cooperation. And therefore, it would... These other member countries that were part of IBSA would have made it possible for South Africa after intense lobbying to join this organization. But now we are facing different challenges. You have political and security challenges and therefore they also have to tackle issues of uh, uh, security because you are not going to achieve development if there's no peace and security.
0: Yeah, and that's the point that Michael was raising a bit earlier on when we were speaking to him about what role a a BRICS bloc could play when it comes to mediating in terms of where you find conflict. Because for economic development to take place, for trade relations Mm. to take place, you need to make sure that there is peace. Mm. But there is also the rule of law. Mm. And the rule of law playing quite an important part. And I'm I'm just reminded now of Lula da Silva, um, the the president of Brazil. He went through a criminal court case.
1: Yes, he went through a criminal court case. That speaks to the rule of law. You are subjected to the rule of law. Now, you then have to go and look at uh, the constitution of Brazil. Mm-hmm. Whether it does allow someone who spent a short time in prison to be a president. Let's look at the South African context in parliament. You can be a member of parliament if it's a fine. Mm-hmm. And it's not more than what, three years? If my memory serves me
0: or yeah, sentence. Up. So you
1: see, every country has its own rules and the constitutions constitution and therefore what we should ask is whether him coming back or making a comeback is it in line with the constitution of Brazil looking at the judiciary in Brazil I don't think he has violated any rule or the constitution of that country Unfortunately, and I think President Ramaphosa summed it well on Sunday when he said look there are no angels if you say, we must be very close to the North, the North, that invaded Iraq, and that led to the killing of Saddam. The North, that invaded Libya, which led to the killing of, uh, of uh, Muammar Gaddafi. So, all these countries, have skeleton nyana
0: in their cupboard. The smaller nyana skeletons. Um, another point about Lula da Silva is also bolstering this south to south, south to south collaboration. But now with these applications and interests from other um, countries, 40 countries that want to be part of expressed interest or being part of BRICS, 20 that have applied officially according to um, President Cyril Ramaphosa. What does it then mean for that uh, collaboration, uh, specifically the cooperation between the South to South that Lula de Silva speaks so passionately about?
1: Yes, that is why Brazil is uh, kind of uh, pushing back in terms of how you expand the group now because president lula believes that you have to strengthen the south south if you want to really have a fair balance of forces with the north and therefore that's where his interest is and on the margins of the united nations security uh, no united nations general assembly next month the annual gathering the south south leaders are going to meet that speaks to how president lula is serious about reviving the south south and so that's, that's, yep. that's the issue right now.
0: And, and, and that's the thing, is that on one end you have President Lula da Silva who's saying that strengthens South-South, which also means that you can't, on, you can't really bring on as many members as you would like new countries to be part of it. But then the conversation that I had with the Vice President of the African Development Bank, or the sorry, the, the, the BRICS Development Bank, was um, the concerns that were raised by the ratings agencies to say that you only have five countries, and there is a concentrated amount of five countries, with these five countries, that are actually backing the bank. An expansion of BRICS would therefore mean that you have more countries and investment is not concentrated or the money that even comes in is not concentrated. So the risk is, 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 is being averted. I wonder what conversation then will be taking place between um, Elula da Silva, for instance, that says that um, strengthen South-South, which means excluding certain countries. But then on the other end, how do we make sure that we bolster the development bank?
1: Well, the debe- the development bank has started. You know that Egypt, is a member of the development yep. bank, Indonesia.
0: And therefore, they have started. I think started Emerson Nangagwa, the president of Zimbabwe, said that they've applied as well to be part of the bank. Yeah, and in a clip. And <laughs> the GDP. <laughs> he said that they've applied to be part of the bank, but not as yet, as, BRICS, as, as BRICS per se. The
1: GDP of Zim. Yeah. So I think from that perspective, the bank has started Mm -hmm. uh, to engage other countries and the expansion is happening. But in terms of this level, almost like a political level, uh, there's that pushback and there's that uh, push, you know, countries such as Russia and China. China is very clear expansion. Even today, uh, President uh Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping spoke about the expansion. And uh, that uh, linked to South Africa's role as a global force, mm-hmm. even though we tend to undermine ourselves and we are inward looking.
0: Okay, zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. what's your take on um, the BRICS summit that is uh, taking place? What are your hopes? What do you think should come out of the discussions that are taking place over the next uh, few days, um, you can also drop me an exer at Eldrin Sampier and um, a voice note on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. What should we be expecting from the Prime Minister of India? And I see that his face keeps on coming up there on the screen as they're about to take to the podium. But what should we expect from the from the Prime Minister of India? Also, we know what's happening with the Himalayan a border mm-hmm. post um, uh, argument there?
1: Well, I think uh, a few weeks ago, there was a meeting of the security advisors of these powerful leaders. Mm-hmm. And when you are a security advisor, you are very, very powerful. And therefore, on the margins of that meeting, China and uh, uh, India did meet. And I think that paved way to kind of uh, try and manage this issue ahead of the breaks. So we don't know. We I spoke to our colleagues in New Delhi. They say that there is a possibility that you will have a bilateral between President Xi Jinping and the Prime Minister of India, but that is not confirmed. But President Ramaphosa, as a man who was instrumental in the peace process in Ireland. This is the opportunity behind the scenes to manage this thing and try and speak to India and China uh, to find a way to resolve this problem. South Africa, with its experience in terms of uh, peace building and mediation, and you know, helping other countries to find one another. So, let's see. Maybe you are going to see that meeting. Uh, Uh, between the two, but I can't confirm. I'm just saying this is an opportunity for them to talk about this. They did engage in Indonesia during the G20 meeting, because remember, all these five countries are members of the G20, so there's an overlap.
0: Yeah, and then um, also looking at um, which was a contentious issue of course heading into um, the summit, Vladimir Putin Um, He will also be addressing the summit, virtually though. What do you expect to hear from Vladimir Putin today?
1: I wish I was a fly on the wall. Uh, After this, Mm. when they go to a private meeting, uh, a retreat, because that's where they are going to speak openly and in a frank manner. And two, tomorrow, his speech, I think he is going to really go for the north the developed north linking it to this debate of the multipolar world and he is going to get support from china because china is similar china is aggrieved in terms of trade uh, tension between china and and the us so i think uh, tomorrow he he is going to send a clear message and you know that uh, brazil is supposed to host the brics summit mm-hmm. At the same time, they are the incoming chair of the G20. So President Dula was saying, I can't host G20 and BRICS at the same time, in the same year. And therefore, there are talks that the next BRICS, that is next year, mm-hmm. is going to be in Russia.
0: Mm. And what does that tell us?
1: Yeah, he's going to be in control in Russia. That's it. <laughs>
0: Sophie Mukwena is um, our SABC International News Editor speaking here about um, the BRICS Summit, which is currently underway um, at the Centen Convention Center. Let's go to the um, podium now where the President of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa, has now taken to the podium. President Cyril Ramaphosa there addressing the BRICS Forum, as you heard, the very important um, retreat that will be taking place in the next uh, short while. Um, as the head of state of the BRICS member state will be um, discussing very pertinent issues in relation to um, the expansion of BRICS. Sophie Mukwena is joining us, SABC International News Editor.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, It was like uh, he was listening to our discussion, and I think he has touched on all those issues that we spoke about. Um, I think the issue of uh, the continent Uh, my introduction to say that uh, with the African continental free trade area agreement, you have a bigger uh, block and you have power and you have friends that you can do business with, particularly in relation to beneficiation, but also the digital economy with the Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes it's being abused, the artificial intelligence, and taking into consideration that it might have uh, uh, impact in terms of job creation at a time where the youth is struggling.
0: Okay, and uh, right now on the podium is uh, President of Brazil, Lula da Silva. Um, We will be reflecting on some of his remarks a bit later on. We just need to quickly take an ad break. And after that, give you a MoneyWeb Market update and what's also coming up on MoneyWeb Market.